Welcome to the Inner Source Healing Podcast, the program about healing from toxic abuse. My name is Deborah Ashway. I am a licensed clinical mental health therapist and also a licensed clinical addictions specialist. But I have also been where you are now and have experienced the devastating effects of toxic abuse. It has been a long journey through the path of healing, but when we finally awaken from the trance that is so easy to fall into around toxic people, life can be absolutely amazing. It's like you can finally breathe and live and experience life in full, vivid, extraordinary color. And I wanna help people get there by healing from the dependency, the codependency, the trauma bonding, and the abuse. The healing process brings us through those long-standing false perceptions that held us back from experiencing a more fulfilling and meaningful life. We all know that narcissists are manipulative. They will do anything to get what they want and they'll stop at nothing to get it. If you're in a relationship with a narcissist, you probably already feel like you're always walking on eggshells, never quite sure what will set them off. It's because you are being controlled, sometimes very subtly, and sometimes it's more obvious, but almost every move they make is a calculated maneuver to benefit themselves. This episode explores the concepts of manipulating a narcissist in return. Why would we even consider that? Well, we'll explore the benefits of that, if any, and we'll look into the possibility of even doing such a thing. And we'll consider the potential feelings of a manipulated narcissist. And you know, when I say narcissist, it's really just shorthand for anyone along that dark triad, anyone who operates from ego or his, or who's limited in their ability to empathize. So the truth is, if you're in a relationship with one of these people, with a narcissist, you are constantly being manipulated. Narcissists are experts at manipulations. They have mastered this, but there are ways that you can counter that. And today we're going to look more at the mind of a narcissist and how you can use their own tactics against them. More importantly, why you would do this. The mind of a narcissist. Let's look at the manipulative, conniving mind of someone who is out for his or herself. Understanding the mind of a narcissist is key to gaining some control. Narcissists are very aware of their own power and they actually believe that they should be in control of everything. They lack empathy. They put themselves and their desires first, always. They like to present themselves as superior. Underneath their powerful exterior is a very fragile ego that needs constant reinforcement and their biggest fear is being exposed for their weaknesses. Remember this, this is important. They go to great lengths to avoid any kind of criticism or vulnerability because this is so difficult for them to deal with. Because of this, their exterior is a supercharged defense mechanism. But beneath that strong facade lies a vulnerable and weak individual. Without this constant facade or outer shell, narcissists experience very deep feelings of shame and insecurity. They have a deep sense of being flawed and unworthy of love and of belonging. But their facade combined with this unconscious sense of shame causes them 
to not be able to connect with others, they can never truly form meaningful relationships or any that are based on mutual respect or empathy. Their relationships are superficial, based on obtaining supply such as attention, admiration, power, or control. And these unfulfilled connections in turn cause even more emptiness. It is a vicious cycle for them, leaving them with a very shallow and unsatisfying existence. But to counter these horrible internal deep feelings of shame and vulnerability, they constantly look for the weaknesses in others. This provides them a perceived assurance that those around them will be at a disadvantage, giving them the upper hand. It is important to recognize the manipulation. Manipulation is a key part of the narcissist's playbook. In fact, it's the main part. To manipulate someone, narcissistic people use all kinds of techniques, including guilt tripping, gaslighting, emotional blackmail. This is just to name a few. Guilt tripping is when they make you feel guilty for not doing something or for failing to meet their expectations. Gaslighting is when they make you question your own reality and what you know to be true. And emotional blackmail is when they use your own emotions against you. Like if you're hurt because they violated you or wronged you in any way, they try to act like your emotions are the problem, not them. They might try to make you feel guilty for not doing what they want or make you think that you can't be happy unless you do what they want. Knowing the signs of manipulation can help you stay aware and be prepared for when the narcissist tries to manipulate you, which is frequent almost always. It can be very subtle and sometimes it can take years to begin to see all of it. I explore the manipulative tactics more in other podcasts and even more in depth in my book. But for now, why would you ever manipulate a narcissist? You might think to yourself, if I start manipulating, won't that make me just as bad as the narcissist? The short and simple answer is no. You will not become a narcissist for the main reason, because you have the ability to self-reflect. You are listening to this podcast, for example. You're trying to fix things. Manipulation alone is not what makes a narcissist. Your actions, if, if you choose to manipulate in any way, may appear similar, but your intentions are vastly different. You don't set out to hurt anyone. You just need to pull your own energy back. And it is always your energy that you're concerned about. It is and always was your energy, but they have subtly drained it from you for their own personal gain. You're not doing that. You're not trying to gain anything from them by stealing their energy. You're simply trying to manage your own and regain your own. You cannot have a true partnership with this type of dysfunction, with this type of energy imbalance. Theirs is ego energy, self-serving. Yours is soul energy. You're focused on the greater good, the good for all, including the relationship. And once you realize that pouring your soul energy into trying to fix their ego energy is like pouring your energy into a black hole, it is time to stop the drain. This is pretty widely known. It's known in philosophy, it's known in physics, and it's known even in spirituality. There's several religious scriptures that have teachings about loving something or draining your energy towards something evil or self-serving. In Christianity, the Bible has these words, quote, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, 
It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves, unquote. In other religions, same thing in Islam. The Quran warns not to love or become attached to material possessions or worldly desires, as they can distract us from our faith and lead us down a harmful path. In Buddhism, the teachings emphasize the importance of living kindness and compassion towards all beings, but caution against becoming attached to anything that may cause suffering. It says, he who is attached to nothing, who has realized that the body is as evanescent as foam and comprehended that feelings are like bubbles and who has broken the net of delusion, he has attained the state of the true sage. In general, it doesn't matter what religion or spiritual belief system, all the religious scriptures warn against becoming attached to things that are harmful or self-serving and encourage the direction of love and energy towards that which is good and virtuous. This is for a reason. As well as many philosophers have recognized the dangers of attachment to the ego and self-serving behavior, whether it's attachment to your own ego or a manipulated attachment to another's suffering ego, this attachment is unhealthy and it needs to be broken. The ultimate goal is to break the cycle of manipulation. When dealing with a self-serving, ego-based individual, as you might've already noticed, kindness and more giving doesn't break that cycle. The only thing that will guard against that type of negative and toxic energy is boundaries. When someone is being manipulated by a toxic partner or family member, and they feel that they can't escape, they might have to use manipulation tactics as boundaries to protect themselves. This could involve such things as withholding information or veiling or twisting the truth to the manipulator who is after the energy in order to gain any sort of leverage to protect themselves from harm. This does not make them a bad person. It is coming from a place of self-preservation. Manipulation used by the narcissist is usually and intentionally a one-way street, but it can be a two-way street in the interest of balance. While it's important to recognize when you're being manipulated, it's also important to find ways to protect yourself and change the game. The narcissist wants the game leveraged to their favor. They want to hold all the cards and they want to be able to call all the shots. They want control, not partnership. Their consistent and constant control eats away at you and eats away at your own sense of self. And then you gradually give your power over to them without realizing it. You become lost and separated from yourself over time. It is time to get back to you. It's time for a game changer. And sometimes using manipulation Informing your own boundaries is necessary. The goal is not to control or change the narcissist, but to regain your own control. How to use manipulation against a narcissist. This is a very tricky thing to do. One of the ways to do this, most importantly, is to recognize the power that you actually hold. You can't push a narcissist's buttons in the way that they might push yours because they're experts at it and they've mastered this their entire life, but you can use your genuine nature, your natural ability to withstand introspection and difficult emotions 
and your ability to connect and feel can be used against their own insecurities and vulnerabilities. You can also use their need for control to your advantage. Letting them think that they have control of the situation can help you get what you want without having to fight for it. It can also help you out of a toxic relationship. First, it's important to be aware of their language. Narcissists are experts at manipulating with words. Words, a lot of times that's their weapon. Recognize, recognizing how they're using them is key to knowing when you're being manipulated. Listen for the underlying motive or hidden messages rather than the actual words that they're saying. The narcissist's words cloak their underlying objective, which is to shift blame or to get something from you usually. So we'll take a deeper dive into this in other podcasts as well as in my book, but just be aware that their words are usually not straightforward. They're usually not saying exactly what they mean. Number two, give up the desire to change them. Recognize that you never have control over somebody else, nor would you ever seek to control anyone. If a person constantly does things that they know hurt you, then it's up to you to protect yourself. We inadvertently teach people how to treat us by what we tolerate. You can say all you want that you don't tolerate something and you can even scream it until you're blue in the face. You can say that you want to be respected and that you deserve better and you hope that eventually you'll say it in a way that they can hear it and understand it, but that is ineffective. That is ineffective when you're dealing with an ego-based individual. When you're dealing with the ego, this won't work. The ego is only out for itself. Anyone operating from the ego hears this and they only think, yep, I got away with that. I can get away with what I want and I have control over this person. And they tune out the crying, the whining, the nagging, the yelling, the empty threats, and they can easily walk away from it. That's because they don't care about your feelings. They only care about what they can get from you. As soon as you stop complaining, then they think they can return to controlling you. And usually they can. Basically, you only have the power to change yourself. They have trained you, however, to believe that demanding respect will end the relationship in some way. They will either lose interest in you or they'll make it so bad that you can't stand to be around them. So basically here you have two choices. You can stay and suffer more hurt as the abuse cycle continues intermittently, repeating the cycle over and over again, or you can heal yourself and find happiness, which requires boundaries. Once you figure this out, you begin to return to yourself. You begin to regain your own energy and your own power. And third, release your fears that have been conditioned in you. Let the narcissist know that you're not afraid of them anymore. This is their control over you. Once you take that away, you change the game. Narcissists inevitably owe you an apology. In fact, they always do, but they never actually give one other than a mashup of token words to sound like an apology without actually taking any accountability. And you can draw boundaries here by saying, I'm not going to communicate with you again until you apologize. This is, of course, an impossibility because they're just going to scramble around and it never actually materializes into any sort of apology. They don't do this ever. But here you stick to your words. Do not reply to small talk, texts, emails, phone messages. 
Don't respond until they show remorse or take responsibility and offer a resolution. This will never happen. So weeks and months may pass, but here's the manipulative part by you. Eventually they will need or want something from you, or you will need something back from them. They're, they will try to manipulate their needs out of you. You, on the other hand, will simply ask for whatever your needs are. And they'll think that it means that you're over whatever heinous thing they did and that they no longer need to apologize. And they'll likely give you what you're asking for because this is the time that the love bombing returns. They sense you slipping away and they want to regain control. So simply thank them for what they returned or whatever they did for you because thanking them actually causes more irritation for them because they like to make you out to be an ingrate. So you're removing even more power from them by taking away this label. You're making their claims painfully and obviously untrue. They might continue to love bomb you or at the very least hoover you, meaning try to suck you back in. They might want things to go back to the way, no, they definitely want things to go back to the way they were when they had control over you. They might have a gift for you or they might wanna do something nice for you. This is a tactic that they frequently use. At this point, you have a little bit of power. Don't try to make a point of the obviousness of their methods, just politely refuse the offer or the gift. This is, like I said, where you have some power, but you might have to twist things a little bit by offering vague excuses in order to, in order to diffuse their wrath. You have likely learned by now that refusing their so-called peace offerings only results in more manipulation and ultimately negative consequences from them. Remember, Happiness starts from within, and it does not depend on external factors, even from those you think you love. Also, you can never control anybody. So trying to control or change or fix a narcissist will only result in your extreme frustration. The lies, the manipulation, and the many betrayals are extremely hurtful because they're intended to be. They're designed to control. They like to dangle things right in front of you so that as soon as you go for it, they snatch it away from you. Also, if you find pleasure in anything besides them, they want to ruin it for you. This gives them more sense of control. For example, if you let them know that the peach color orchid in your windowsill makes you happy, they're going to tell you that you're colorblind or that the color of the flower is actually purple and that it's not even an orchid, and don't you know anything? This happens in small doses over time until you believe that you don't even know your favorite color or your flowers, and then you're left confused. Confused is where they want you. They want you to stop relying on your own senses because eventually, at some point, you might notice some suspicious activity from them, such as a text or an email on their phone. You might inquire about it, and somehow it will result in you feeling as if you've done something wrong, and then you feel guilty, but you're confused, and you stay in a state of confusion, so, it's how, so it makes it difficult to counteract that, and it makes it difficult to call them out. This is how they maintain control. Recognize this manipulation. It's called crazy making or gaslighting. It's, they're trying to make you doubt your own reality. The narcissist is a master at keeping you off balance. 
start tuning them out and not even hearing them. You can superficially agree with them, but know that they're playing a game of control. And in order to maintain your own sanity, you must exert some of your own tactics. You can do things like ask them if they're okay, or maybe even add some humor for your own sake, like intentionally mislabeling the orchid and the color just to mess with them, just for your own entertainment. Just say something like, oh, you know, well, I like yellow tulips and this one makes me happy when you're clearly holding or talking about the peach orchid. And they're going to call you crazy either way, so it doesn't matter. But this way, you're in control. You know it is not a yellow tulip. But now you have reversed the direction of the crazy making. You are no longer on the receiving end. Their words are less likely to trigger your sense of confusion, taking away their control over you. This is a form of a boundary. They want to see others react. So try not to pay attention to what they do. In fact, treat it as though they are inconsequential. Don't look at them when they talk. Don't stop what you're doing to listen to their rant. Just go on like what they're saying doesn't matter. This will affect them deeply because of their feelings of inferiority. And to really become bulletproof, you have to actually stop caring if they discard you because that is their control over you. It's how they get their narcissistic supply from you by making you fearful. Use their own addiction to narcissistic supply against them. You can withhold supply unless they do something or act in a favorable way. It is a little like training a dog, positive and negative reinforcement. Truthfully, it's really more like learning their game because that's what they're doing to you and others constantly. Positive reinforcement includes such things like asking for their advice, flattering them, paying attention to their inane interests, or acting like you're seeking their approval, or acting like you're seeking their approval. This will throw them off and distract them from their tendency to suck the energy slash supply out of you. It will decrease their need to throw tantrums or do whatever they do in order to get what they need from you. You are now acting on your own accord instead of theirs. You're calling the shots of your behavior, not them. This is where you are regaining power over yourself. If you have power over yourself, that means you have power over what they want, which gives you power over the situation. You have the power to decide how to spend your energy. You can choose to give some of it away when they act normal or act nicer. Remember, it's only an act. Withholding is the name of the game here. When you can figure out where there is something that they want or don't want to happen for their own self-interest, that can be used to manipulate them into acting in a more agreeable and less destructive way. Keep in mind, this is just an act. It doesn't mean that they've actually changed. You can manipulate them by giving them fake supply long enough to get away from them or long enough to get what you need or to be safe. You might have to use the fake supply tactic to a very malignant narcissist because they can get violent. A lot of times when people try to leave a highly toxic relationship, this is when it gets dangerous. They put themselves into a dangerous situation here. In these cases, it's safer to manipulate them into leaving by withholding supply, which tends to result 
in them seeking supply elsewhere. So this is what causes them to end up leaving the relationship sometimes, pretending to still be, quote, in love while withholding supply and staying focused on your end goals might sound foreign and selfish and wrong, but this too is programming. And it might be enough to cause them to go seek supply or excitement somewhere else. And once they leave, they're out. They left on their own free will. Now all you have to do is refuse to take them back. This is a whole nother topic. We'll explore this more later. But the goal here is to reverse the flow of energy, reverse the manipulation, at least regain a sense of control for yourself. Remember, they feed on your emotional reaction. So no reaction means no supply. And this will cause the greatest harm of all to them. Not that you're interested in causing harm, but this is what sends them back into themselves where they feel empty and shameful. If there was ever a possibility for them to do any sort of introspection, this would be it. Most people tend to reevaluate the situation, examine their part in it, and make some of the necessary self-corrections and changes that are needed. But narcissists and ego-based individuals tend to very quickly return to their addiction by getting outside validation. They don't look within. So what's the takeaway? Manipulating a narcissist can be a really tricky business, but it's not impossible and it does have its benefits. To be successful, it's important to understand their mindset and be aware of the tactics that they use to manipulate other people. And it's also important to remember that they don't like to lose. So be prepared for resistance and know when to walk away. Most importantly, remember that manipulation isn't the only option when it comes to dealing with a narcissist. If manipulation isn't working or if it's not your thing, there's other ways to deal with this behavior. It's important to note that manipulating a narcissist should be done with caution. They can be highly manipulative and they have mastered the craft of manipulation. They are years ahead of you in this. So please consider the potential consequences of manipulating anyone along the cluster B of personality disorders. Actually, anyone. But especially anyone along this, this uh, cluster B, they can become very hostile or uh, retaliatory. Manipulating a narcissist can be beneficial for both parties. It can help reduce the negative impact of the narcissist's behavior. It can empower the one who has been on the receiving end of the master manipulation and potentially build necessary boundaries or help generate the freedom. However, it should be done with caution and consideration to potential consequences. In conclusion, the benefits of boundaries against manipulation and breaking free of the trauma bond greatly outweigh the cons of having to use manipulation to get there. Breaking free from a narcissistic trauma bond can be incredibly challenging and very painful, but it is absolutely necessary in healing and reclaiming your sense of self. You can begin to develop or reconnect to your self-worth, to trusting your own perceptions, intuition, judgment, and instincts. It cultivates a sense of inner strength and resilience that can withstand the emotional turmoil of possible future manipulative tactics and help guard against them. This can be an incredibly 
empowering, and liberating journey. You can begin building your network of healthy relationships and create a life that is free from the destructive influence of narcissistic abuse. You will be able to rediscover your passions, interests, and personal goals, and you'll be able to pursue them with confidence. Ultimately, being free of a narcissistic trauma bond is really about reclaiming autonomy and rediscovering the joy and beauty of life. It is a testament to the strength and resilience of the human spirit. Even in the face of the most difficult challenges, it is possible to heal, grow, and thrive. 